Stonegate Church, great to have you guys join us for another week of Life Around Stonegate, uh, where we get an opportunity to talk about things going on around our church and also just to celebrate um, all the great things that God's doing. Mm -hmm. So uh, this week, um, I want to draw your attention to something that we've been praying about for years around Stonegate. Um, a lot of folks have just been around uh, the last couple of years as Stonegate has grown uh, in size. But one of the things we're very committed to is that we continue to grow in depth. And so we were praying for just the right leader with a great heart and also a great mind uh, to be able to lead theological development uh, around Stonegate. And close to about a year ago now, the Lord brought us our our holy nerd, um, <laughs> our doctor and theological expert, uh, Justin Jackson, who's here with me today. So, oh, Well, thanks, man. Yeah. And yeah. so, Justin, I've actually known you for quite a few years now. Yeah, yeah. So, what must have been? I, I guess you came in, uh, what, what year did 2016. you come 2016. Okay. So I met you shortly after that. Yeah. We had a, we had a big problem that I needed to kind of help <laughs> figuring out, and I called Rodney, and Rodney said, I'm, I'm out of town, but we've got this new guy, yes. Ryan Kearns, and... Uh, by the end of about an hour long coffee, you would help me restructure staff and no, think through budgets. It was great. True. So. I just helped him keep the, the doors open. So, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Right no, church. Justin's uh he's got a great pastoral heart, tons of uh, pastoral wisdom and insight. And uh, mm -hmm. one of the things I like about Justin too is uh, just has a love for theology. And so um, he's been working hard, just laying the uh, the groundwork for us the last six seven months since you've been mm -hmm. here for uh, theological development. So I'd love for you to tell us yeah. a little bit of what that's going to look like going into even 2024 as we really get that sure. kick-started. Yeah, well, you know, I'm I'm from the persuasion that believes that theological development's for everybody. Mm. I mean, if you think of theology is the study of God, well, who doesn't need that? Um, and so one of the things we want to do is we want to have very practical, accessible uh, classes that really help people understand and know who God is. And so one of the first classes out of the gate is how to read the Bible to see Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so when people think of theology, they tend to think of these huge words, you know, these these dime words that they just don't even know how to begin to pronounce or anything like yeah. that. And Can you give us one big theological uh, you know, word? Make superlapsarianism. Like, oh, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Transubstantiationism. Yeah, all yeah. kinds of them like that. Yeah, yeah. You guys so. can Google that later. So Or ask Justin, <laughs> I'll tell you. <laughs> that's right, yeah. So. I'll just uh, forward all yeah, that to you. So, right. <laughs> um, But yeah, I mean, people tend to think of those kinds of discussions, you know, how many angels can fit on the head of a pen, you know, mm -hmm. and they get a little worried about, well, what, what good is this going to do for my life? And so... Um, we just want to unroll these classes that are going to help people uh, meet Jesus, behold him in the text, and to see how great his glory is and his work and his person. So, um, yeah, as we unroll it, it's, uh, how to read to see Jesus. Uh, the next, the very next class is storyline. It's just walking through the big picture of the Bible. So a lot of people look at this and they're like, I don't even know where to begin. Yeah. So let me let me tease two things out with mm -hmm. you really quick. So the Bible also tells us. Um, that knowledge puffs up. Yeah. So what are some of the theological maybe challenges you've seen of some folks when it's like, man, I if I just get all the right information, yeah. that's going to lead to my transformation. What do you think like we're supposed to learn in, the, in that potential? Let's say there's two ditches and that's one of them on that side of the road. Right, right. I, I don't think it's knowledge that's transformative. It's mm -hmm. beholding Jesus. Yeah. Uh, scripture talks about as we see Jesus' face, we're transformed from one degree of glory to the other. Mm -hmm. So um, when, I, uh, when I think about uh, theological development and pride and the lack of humility, I often think it's um, it's a confusion in what God wants to do with that. God wants to work in us, not just through us. And so when we get to theological development, we tend to puff up our chest sometimes. We say, well, look at 
look at what God can do through me now. I'm, I'm smarter than everybody else around me, or I can teach, and all these people are going to come to me uh, to get their questions answered, and I'm going to be able to be the well-actually guy, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and all of that's just focused on platforming yourself. Uh, theology done properly is inviting Jesus to bring you further up and further in into the knowledge of him. And so it's like, even if nobody comes up and asks me questions or if nobody recognizes that I might know a few things, I'm happy doing theology because it's a way in which I know Jesus. And so that's the end goal is just to, just to know Jesus better and better and better. And, uh, and to go further up and further in into the knowledge of him. Yeah. And what you're really highlighting is it's the renewal of our minds, right? Yeah. And it's us loving God with all of our minds. Absolutely. So, and this sounds like an encouragement from you too, of like, no matter how you, um, maybe have considered yourself maybe a book person or not, like that theology is for everyone, Mm -hmm. that this isn't just for those who love to read books, but really are those, uh, we're all doing theology to some degree. Absolutely. And we want to meet you where you're at in your journey and help you become a better theologian. Yeah. Anyone that says anything about God is doing theology. (laughs) It's just like, especially in our day and age, we we have people saying all kinds of things about what God's doing in the world, who God is, what he's like. All of that is theological work. And so if we're going to say things about God and what he's doing and we, we want people to actually know him, we probably should say true things, yeah. which is why theological development is important. That's great. Well, I won't hold you to this, but like, let's just fast forward the tape. Like, Let's say it's three years from now. Like, What are some of the things you'd love to see the Lord do in the life of Stonegate? Uh, if, there, if there's just people who are stepping into that call— yeah. Um, to be good theologians, and yeah. we see theological development take root inside Stonegate. Yeah, I think at a at a basic level, um, obviously we want to we want to be a place that's sending church planters, sending missionaries, and you can't do that without good theology. I mean, imagine the damage that would happen if we sent missionaries to uh, to Morocco or to any other place like that. Um, with bad theology, without being able to under to explain the Trinity to a Muslim, like that would be devastating right. on the mission field or sending out a church planter who doesn't know the gospel or doesn't know how to explain the substitutionary work of Jesus. Yeah. Well, he may be able to plant a church, but he's not going to plant a gospel centered church. And so what's the point in that? So I, I think three years from now, I would love to see Stonegate's theological development become a key mobilizer for missions mm-hmm. and church planting to where when people begin to gain some of this knowledge about Jesus, and they feel uh, simultaneously draw, drawing closer to him and, and walking with him, uh, that they begin to ask the question, where is he sending me with this? Yeah, what, what is he doing through this? So yeah. that's that's obviously the big, the big dream, is that we won't create a whole bunch of smart, puffed-up people here at Stonegate, but we'll create a lot of uh, informed and equipped missionaries and church planters to go out. Yeah. A big, hearty amen to that, that this is leading toward mobilization. Absolutely. That we want to be a sending church. Yeah. Theology has legs, right? I mean, it's got legs and it's got hands. And so if theology is going to stay put, that's pretty lame. So we we want to take good theology to unreached places. I love that. Speaking of good theology and seeing that in the life of Stonegate, um, I think it's so important, too, and you've had a hand in this and helping give some consulting and advice to it. But what the Lord's been doing in our women's Bible studies. Mm, mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know what your vantage point has been on that, but I've just seen Stonegate be a church that's uniquely gifted yeah. in really godly women and being able to teach the Bible and study the Bible. And it's been so inspiring and encouraging for me. Absolutely. Uh, my wife goes on Monday nights. Uh, it's one of her favorite nights to go. Mm. I, I don't know if that's because I'm watching the kids that <laughs> night and she's free, it, yeah. <laughs> but uh, she's, she's super excited about Monday nights. And I have seen my wife 
grow astronomically. She's sitting at the table early in the mornings working through the First Thessalonians study book, and she's constantly telling me things that she learned from the speakers like Lindsay Schott and Kelly Needham and uh, Jen Curran taught a, a session, and um, she's just she's just loving it. She's she's feasting on it, and I think what a timely topic too. They studied first Thess- they started First Thessalonians yeah. weeks ago, and now now we've got all these questions about what's going on in the world, and yeah. it's just such a great a great study that's practical and accessible to all kinds of people. I love seeing that. And I also love just being reminded uh, of, in some ways, what a unique church I feel like Stonegate is at times, of having that many wonderful Bible teachers around our church. Um, And hopefully that leads us all to wanting to send more and more people as time goes forward. But it's been so inspiring and encouraging to watch what the Lord's been doing. Uh, I think they've, uh, we've got a Monday night Mm -hmm. gathering now for women's Bible studies as well. So that's another great one for women to be able to jump into. Yeah. How, how great is it? Isn't that God's vision where his spirit's poured out and his people are teaching one another? They don't have, they don't have all these expert teachers. They're just God's people filled with God's spirit, taking up the Bible and teaching God's word. Yeah. And Jen, you mentioned Jen Curran a second ago. I've just been so encouraged watching her heart the last couple of years to do uh, new and innovative and fresh ways to try to reach women that are not connected yet into community. So even this uh, next this month, actually, on October 21st, they're doing something with the table. Traditionally, that's been where women have come to the building. Mm. And it's great that we love using the building as a, a base for mission, yeah. but getting outside the walls of the church right. um, to try something new to say, how do we get in restaurants and in homes and living rooms? Mm. Uh, to engage with women who otherwise might not maybe come to the church. I just think it's a really cool thing for them to try. That's awesome. That's awesome. And again, just taking the gospel witness to where people can see it. Yeah, for sure. Amazing. And we also have uh, Belonging Night coming up. Mm. Do you know about Belonging Night? You know, I've heard of it. Uh, I've heard amazing things about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm going to get to go sometime in November, so uh, pretty excited about it. Yeah, and if you don't know about it, it's our our, our young adult ministry. So it's, it's a pretty large... A range of folks, just folks that are looking in that young adult uh, single phase of life to connect and be able to come together uh, for fellowship and fun and uh, just Bible teaching. So I think we've got uh, Brandon Curran teaching this next month uh, coming up here on October 20th. Mm -hmm. So if you want to jump in on that, you can find more information at Stonegate.Church. It's a great place to go and uh, just uh, really feel young again. Yeah, (laughs) You know, 34, (laughs) get to hang out with the cool kids at Belonging Night. I'm hoping that I'll get an invite here to soon uh, Uh, teach there. You got to be this cool to uh, get invited. I'm I'm aging out pretty quick. So just ask my kids. Yeah. They'll tell you. (laughs) So, um, and then two other things I want to make sure you guys are aware of. Uh, We have a great foster and adoption ministry around Mm -hmm. Stonegate that Ariel leads for us. And they have a support group coming up, or it actually meets every Wednesday night. So we'd love for you to check that out. Um, and if you if you're out there and you're thinking of uh, fostering adoption, we would love to have a conversation with you. It's one of those areas around Stonegate that uh, I'm I'm always just so uh, curious to see what the Lord's going to continue to do. Mm. Um, more and more people seeing them take steps toward foster adoption has been really neat. Such amazing amazing work God's doing. Yeah, and then we've got financial peace coming up, which. Uh, Gosh, that's another one, too. Jeff Mills and our care team leads that, and that's going on. You can go to stonegate.church. That's on Tuesday nights, and we would love for you to jump in on that. So, okay, as we kind of transition into our close for today, I wanted uh, to just uh, give a chance for Justin to share a little bit more of his background with us. He's been around Stonegate now for about nine months, yeah. and uh, for all of you get to know him. I've gotten to know him pretty well, and uh, 
I would love for you just tell tell us a little bit about your family. You got a couple kids. You got a wife. Tell yeah. us about your family a little bit. <clears throat> so I have four kids, yeah. all under ten. Uh, yes. So that tells you two things. I'm always tired. And my back always hurts. <laughs> and so, uh, so yeah, yeah, your have, boys are. Oh man, they're rambunctious, they right? Are. I mean, yeah. goodness, love yeah. Um, they're they're great kids. Though I have Timothy, who's ten, and then Abigail is eight, and Titus is seven. And I have a three-year-old named Jonathan, and uh, ironically, he's the biggest bulldozer of all of them. So. Yeah, he's just bringing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So, so love my family. Um, actually, today, uh, October sixteenth, is my wife and I's thirteenth uh, anniversary. Really? So, we have yeah. been married for thirteen years today. Congratulations! Thanks, thanks. Yeah. It's uh, it's been a blessing. So, she's definitely uh, definitely the better part of me. So, yeah, that is so cool. And yeah. you guys have quite a story. I mean, when you were talking about. Uh, missions a second ago that's that's kind of a personal topic for you it is it is yeah we um it just came out of nowhere i grew up in uh, stigler oklahoma which mm-hmm. is just south of sulfur and yeah. smaller than sulfur all where rodney's from oklahoma places. Yeah, <laughs> that's right these are. places that have a single sign and you'll you'll just miss it that's if you blink right. uh so i grew up there and uh, just never really experienced the world and uh met rachel and somehow said yes to a short-term trip to uh, east asia and um, went there, fell in love uh, with it, and began to sense God calling me there. Rachel and I got married, and eight months after we were married, uh, we were on a plane heading for East Asia to live there. And uh, we were there for about two and a half years wow. doing church planting work. And um, in that particular country, it's illegal to do that. Um, uh, they were gracious with us. Uh, a lot of the local police officers were friends with me. And um, did they know what you were doing? They did. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is this is a country that you know has sent spies and you know done all kinds of work in in our. Uh, so there, there's no secret to what yeah. we were doing. Um, but they were gracious and uh, and allowed us to do it for a while, until it it got to be a little bit too much. And so they uh, they decided to cancel our visa. And they sent us home. So, wow. um, but doing missions early on, uh, our first two years of marriage has just been a special memory, and and feels like an adventure from a different lifetime. But, yeah. what um, did you take away from that? Like, what did that really teach you about the Lord? Yeah, you know, if you would have asked me as a, I was a farmhand from Stigler. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I just I grew up uh, in in the country. I worked as a ranch hand uh, on the side, and uh, if you'd have told me that God would. Um, use me and my family as uh, to be to be some of the church planters on the front line of where the missions had had made it in that country um, I wouldn't have believed you mm-hmm. um, so for me it really did uh, just confirm that God uses small unimpressive things mm-hmm. and uh, I think the takeaway for me has been stay small and unimpressive because that's who God wants to use God doesn't want to use big impressive shiny powerful people yeah. so amen to that let me put you on the spot a little bit with that, too, because another thing you do around Stonegate is you help lead a lot of our uh, our interns and residents. Mm, and mm-hmm. uh, gosh, I love that we have such a robust intern resident program. And yeah. you've brought a lot of uh, organization and clarity and focus to that. And uh, I'm, I'm just kind of curious you share one or two things with us you've uh, that you find yourself often saying to those who aspire toward ministry mm. and just some of the. The, the, the advice you would give anyone who's listening and thinking about ministry yeah. as, a, as a vocational calling? Yeah, you know, um, I, think, I think the first thing I want them to remember is who they're serving and why they're serving. Um, when you come into a ministry in a church, you are serving the bride of Christ herself. Uh, she can be ugly, she can be pimply, she can be, mm-hmm. you know, all kinds of a mess, and yet uh, we get the privilege of being kind of the, 
the bridal attendants who are getting the bride ready for the great wedding day. And so I just tell them from the very get-go, like, take that seriously. That's yeah. This is Jesus's bride that we're handling, uh, which means that uh, nothing is too below us. We get to serve the bride in unique ways. If that means picking up trash in the auditorium, if that means uh, having hard counseling meetings, if that means doing things nobody else wants to do, um, that's what service for the bride looks like. Um, so that's real ministry. Um, and then the, the other thing I tell them is just remember that all experience is experience, even bad experience. Mm-hmm. So uh, I want them to gain a tough skin and a soft heart. I, I just want them to be able to withstand um, all the hardships in ministry, but to do so with gentleness and grace for the people that they serve. So my hope is is that in coming to the residency and the internship, people will learn about the character, the calling, and the competency of ministry and walk out with a uh, a holy optimism for where the bride's heading and and not uh, face obstacles with bitterness, but to face them in joy, knowing that we're heading to the great wedding day. Totally. You and I have talked about that a lot, even just some of our own personal mistakes when we were in that intern phase of life <laughs> and whatnot. And I just, I'm always amazed how gracious God has to be, but also um, how he is working to expand our focus yeah. beyond just like, um, what's in this for me versus how can I come and, and truly uh, just sacrifice, yeah. be willing to give up my agenda or my preferences mm-hmm. so that others can flourish and thrive. That's right. That's right. And the bride's worth it. I mean, yeah. there will be a day we will see the bridegroom face to face and the joy on his face when he sees his perfect spotless bride will make it all worth it, whatever suffering we have in ministry. Yeah, I love that. Well, man, let me ask you as we wrap up, uh, tell us, uh, <laughs> I'm going to, I asked you this before we started rolling, so but I'm curious to hear your your on camera <laughs> answer. Uh, tell us your favorite Bible verse and uh, oh, and why it is uh, your favorite verse. Yeah, when you asked me that beforehand, I just said, "Well, it's the the Bible, the whole, the whole Bible, the whole, the whole Bible." Um, yeah, and uh, and I do have trouble nar- narrowing it down to one verse, but I I think if I could have a section, mm-hmm. um, it'd be Isaiah 25 verses one through six. Um, it's just a, it's an amazing text that gives us a glimpse to where we're heading. God calls all the nations of the earth up the mountain, and then God himself cooks a meal. And it, it, it describes the meal. It's, it's, it's full of fat. It's, it's this luscious meal, the best well-aged wine, and God himself prepares this meal. And then, he, um, and, then, and then he serves it up to the nations, and then he himself consumes death. He eats death so that we can live. So it's like God trading us off. He's like, I'm going to give you the, the, the steak meal with the great wine, yeah. and I'm going to eat death yeah. uh, so that you can live. And so Isaiah 25, 1 through 6, if you haven't read it, amazing text. Yeah. Um, I go to it quite a bit and just think about the day I'll get to feast uh, on a meal that my Lord has cooked for me. That's so good, man. So. I'm sure everyone right now, what a great encouragement. Maybe even right after this video is over, stop and get out your Bible and read that passage. Mm. So just so rich for all of us to, to feast on. So, yeah. Well, thankful for you, man. Thanks, man. I I love being here. here. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Well, church, we love you guys. Um, if you need anything at all, uh, don't ever hesitate to email or reach out or just send us a message through Facebook or wherever else you're watching this. Um, and until next time, we'll see you guys. Bye.